Magandang araw po mga kababayan. Welcome back sa Usaping Pinoy, a Georgia Asian Times podcast. Can you believe this is episode 31? Maraming salamat po sa Georgia Asian Times sa inyong patuloy na pagtangkilik sa Usapang Pinoy. At kung hindi pa po ninyo nagagawa, please sign up sa usapangpinoyga at gmail.com. So napaka-importante po ang topic natin ngayon. Dalawang bagay, dalawang dahilan. Unang-una, this is Filipino-American History Month na po. And there's a series of events all throughout the month to commemorate the Filipino-American Historical Month. Pangalawa po, election na po sa Novi- November. Kailangan po nating ma-involve and ma-engage, mag-engage dahil sa halalan. Dahil sa halalan po nakadepende ang ating kalagayan as a community. We need our voices heard. With that said, ang bisita po natin ngayon ay walang iba kundi si Raymond Partolan, the National Field elect, uh, Director of APIA Votes. Raymond first appeared on our fo- podcast on January 2021, episode 5 po kung gusto ninyong balikan, when he talked about the importance of voting in every single election. For almost a decade, he has been an advocate for immigrant and refugee communities. So, pag-uusapan po natin, imbitahin natin siya, and he's gonna be here in a few minutes upang pag-usapan ang darating na eleksyon sa Nobyembre. Pero bago po ko siya tawagin, narito muna ang ating mga importanteng anunsyo. Unang-una po, sa October 15, ang Sari-Sari Markets sa Fili- uh, as a contribution to the Filipino-American History Month, ang A Philippine American Chamber of Commerce of Georgia is offering an outdoor Filipino-style street market and food festival, bringing together Filipino-American businesses highlighted by cultural presentations. Marami po tayong mga VIPs na dadating. So, magpakita po tayo sa Sabado, 11 to 5 p.m. sa Mountain, Mountain Park, UMC, sa Stone Mountain, sa Stone Mountain, Georgia. So, ang susunod pong importante is there is an in- upcoming film screening of a documentary entitled First Vote on Saturday, October 16 at Georgia State University in Dunwoody, 2101 Warmack Road, Georgia, 30039. Yun po, uh, kailangan po natin i-concentrate um, din ang ating health and with that, October is also the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So please look into Elysian, and that's spelled E-L-Y-S-A-S-I-A-N. It's a newsletter with a plethora of information ab- about breast cancer. Please go to www.readelysian.com. And ang pinaka-exciting na news ko po sa inyo ngayon, Si R. Bonnie Gabriel, who is Miss Texas, is now the new Miss USA, and she is making history as the first Filipino-American to win the Miss USA, and she will represent USA in the upcoming Miss Universe pageant in February 2023. Yun lang po, ako ay magbabalik sa mandali upang ihandog sa inyo ang ating guest podcaster na si Raymond Partolan. Welcome back, mga kababayan. Katulad po ng sabi ko kanina, I am so excited 
that we are having back Raymond Partolan, who was our um, podcaster in episode five in January 2021. So you're familiar with him, but I want to give you a review. He um, is the National Field Director of APIA Votes. And his team led the charge to register over 11,000 new voters, directly engage with thousands of historically underrepresented Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, and defeat anti-immigration legislation at the Georgia State Capitol. So welcome, Raymond. Hi, Tito Jane. Thank you so much for having me today. We are so glad that you are here, uh, considering your very busy schedule, especially during this busy election time campaign period. So, yeah, I want you to give them uh, our listeners a short introduction for our audience and tell us a little bit more about what you do, just in case they have not um, listened the last episode. Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, again, thank you again for having me. Uh, I can't believe that it's been 10 months since I was last on this show. I, it feels just like yesterday. This year really has flown by. Um, and I, I appreciate the introduction that you gave about, you know, uh, leading a team to register over 11,000 new voters in Georgia and uh, and defeat anti-immigrant legislation at the Georgia State Capitol. So that was actually... Uh, when I was working at a different organization in Georgia uh, called Asian Americans Advancing Justice Atlanta, which I'm actually uh, planning on talking more about a little bit later. Um, but for all of our listeners out there, my name is Raymond Partolan, as Tita Jane mentioned. Um, I use he, him pronouns, and I serve as the National Field Director at Asian and Pacific Islander American Vote, or API Vote for short. So API Vote is the nation's leading nonpartisan nonprofit committed to engaging, educating, and empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander communities to strengthen our voices and create impact. We work with over 80 partners across 28 different states with the ultimate goal of increasing civic participation in our community across the country. This means that we are working tirelessly every single day to register as many AANHPI voters and to turn out as many AANHPI voters as we can. Um, I'm also Filipino-American, and I care deeply about our Kababayan here in the United States. I also grew up in Georgia and know that if we want any kind of change to happen, we have to fight tooth and nail for it. And part of that fight is at the ballot box. Thank you so much. That is very profound, Raymond. Um, there is a lot of talk about the election day this year. Can you tell us when election day is, number one, and why you think it's important for Filipinos and Filipino-Americans to vote, or, or for everyone to vote? That's a really great question, and I'm glad you asked it, Dr. Jane. So in case our listeners don't know this, election day is on Tuesday, November 8th. So that's in just a few short weeks from the day that we're recording this. Uh, Tuesday, November 8th, is the very last day to vote in this election. Some folks might not know this, but uh, there is an election this year. because um, Even though we had a presidential election just two years ago. The thing is, it's important to know that we have elections every single year. Not just every four years when we elect the president. This year we have what's called a midterm election. 
It's called a midterm because it's midway through the president's term. On the ballot this year is the race for governor of Georgia, a U.S. Senate seat in Georgia, every single U.S. House seat, state house and state Senate seats, judge seats, school boards, and city and county governments. The reason it's so important to vote, Sita Jane, is because these elected leaders at every level of government make decisions every day that impact our daily lives. So for the listeners out there, you know, who might be wondering, why does my vote matter? Uh, My vote doesn't count. It doesn't mean anything. So the reason it's so important to vote is because these elected leaders at every level of government, again, they make decisions that affect us. So at the federal government, uh, as in the U.S. Senate, the U.S. uh, House of Representatives, these are the folks that make important decisions that affect our our interactions with the immigration system, the federal tax system, student loan debt, the federal minimum wage, and other important federal issues. The state government, like, you know, the governor, state house, state senate, uh, these folks uh, make decisions on issues pertaining to things like K-12 schooling, mm-hmm. higher education policy, crime, and policing. They also determine what state services to prioritize in terms of funding and support. So you know, members of the state house, members of the state senate, these are the folks that are making decisions that affect our kids' education. Um and whether or not uh, they can access a good education here in the state of Georgia. And then finally, elected officials at the local level, like city council members, county commissioners, district attorneys, school board, et cetera, um, are the ones that decide questions like how much to spend on police and fire or social services, like libraries. They might also determine whether the local government or police department Uh, will cooperate with federal immigration authorities in their cities. And then school board members are the ones that oversee the management of the public school system um, in a district. They approve textbooks and other curriculum materials and make decisions regarding the opening and closing of schools. These folks were on the front lines of decision-making during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I I know that there are some people out there that say that their votes don't count because they're, you know, only one out of millions and millions of people who um, are casting a ballot this year. But that's just simply not the case. Uh, a story that I always like to share, and and I may have shared this uh, when we last talked back in January, but uh, Georgia has has truly changed as a state in the last several years. You know, I've been doing uh, work like this since uh, since about 2015. Uh, before the 2016 election, and I have personally personally seen such a huge uptick in voter participation among Asian Americans in the state. Uh, and in 2020, I'm I'm really happy to say this, but um, uh, over a hundred and thirty thousand Asian Americans cast a ballot in the state of Georgia, and yet the margin of victory in the presidential race was less than 13,000 votes. So, you know, just sit on that for a minute, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, we had over 140,000, excuse me, I think I misspoke, uh, Asian Americans cast a ballot and less than 13,000 ballots decided who, which presidential candidate was going to win the state of Georgia. So that is, you know, the, the kind of really distinct, really, uh, 
clear illustration of what kind of power every single vote has uh, because we are the margin of victory and we can sway elections. We can decide election outcomes if we just make that conscious decision uh, of turning out to vote. We want to be able to have an important say in who gets to represent us because these issues that I just talked about, that these elected officials consider, are critical issues that impact our daily lives. That is so true. And thank you so much for t uh, telling our listeners about that because I have been harping for the last few years about we need our voices heard and some Filipinos for some some reason or another they don't want to talk politics they don't want to be partisan and my my uh, argument is always you don't have to endorse anybody you just have to listen you need we need to be uh, to stop being the silent minority because unless you step up they they're not going to know what you need so thank you so right. much it's very important for them to to hear um, coming from the horse's mouth, as as they say. So t tell me, um, in the Filipino community, a lot of people are now be becoming more aware of the importance of voting thanks to your efforts. But uh, one of the things that we notice is that uh, the older generations seem to be lukewarm or they don't want to come out and vote at all. Can you um, explain the importance of um voting to our older generations and why it is important for those for everybody who's qualified to vote to come out and vote yeah certainly um so for older generations in particular you know uh, i i understand people are probably thinking about retirement right people are thinking about their medicare uh coverage and their ability to access health care so the people at the federal government who um, who we are electing into office, like members of the U.S. Senate, members of the U.S. House, they're the ones who are in control of our retirement system and, and our public benefit system like Medicare. And if we don't elect the right people into office, people who share our values as a community, uh, people who are aligned with our belief system, uh, then there's a chance we could be left behind, that they're going to make decisions that are not necessarily the best for us. And, you know, Tita Jane, it's, it's really easy to vote, you know? Um, uh, I, I know a lot of people out there, they might be feeling overwhelmed. Uh, they might be feeling like, uh, you know, there's too much to research, too much to learn before you can make a, uh, an informed decision at the ballot box. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, it, it really is our civic duty. You know, some of us uh, may come from countries where democracy, like we have here in the United States, is not as heavily practiced or is not, uh, you know, as safe and as secure as it is here in the United States. I know in the Philippines in particular, uh, you know, I just got back from a trip to the Philippines not too long ago. So, so this is very fresh in my mind uh, when I went to go see, uh, I was at Fort Santiago uh, in Manila and learned all about, you know, Jose Rizal and uh, all of the efforts for Filipinos to, you know, gain their rights in the Philippines. And, and I also learned about, uh, you know, the various uh, presidential administrations in the Philippines uh, over decades right. and how there are questions about, you know, whether uh, democracy 
was intact in the Philippines during some of these administrations over the last couple of decades. And so we are really blessed here, uh, Tita Jane, in the United States to have a system where um, every single American can have a voice through their vote. Um, and uh, if it's okay with you, Tita Jane, I- I'd love to talk about um, some ways that people can cast a ballot here in Georgia. Yes, please. Um, is that okay? Yes, because th- I think some people may not be interested in voting on election day, and I, I would like for you to add what are the other ways um, and if there are some early votings. So go ahead. Sure. Great. So um, the reason I said earlier, Tita Jane, that election day is the last day to vote is because there are a few different options for people to cast a ballot before election day. So I would highly encourage people to take advantage of any of those options. Like I said, voting is supposed to be easy, right? It's supposed to be accessible. We want the ultimate goal here is for every, for as many people as possible who are eligible to vote and registered to vote to cast a ballot because democracy only works when everyone has a say and and not just certain groups of people, not just um, you know, people who uh, have the ability to, to go to a polling place in person and cast a ballot. So to talk a little bit about the ways that you can vote early before Election Day. Uh, when you vote early, you skip long lines at the polling place on Election Day. If, if you've ever voted on Election Day itself, you, you know that sometimes you might get there and there's a long line of people who are waiting to cast a ballot. Right. Uh, you can also avoid last minute or if you have a last minute meeting on Election Day or some kind of emergency comes up, uh, that won't pull you away from being able to cast your ballot and having your voice heard. And you can also overcome any confusion or hurdles from misinformation and disinformation um, that comes out you know, around election time because people are out there on social media posting things that might not be true about elections or about certain candidates. And by voting early, you have the ability to, to really read into everything and research and figure out what's true, what's not true. And then finally, you have the time and the opportunity to conquer the obstacle of often confusing election rules. So to talk a little bit about the process of voting, uh, for our listeners out there who maybe never have voted before, or maybe it's been a long time since you've voted, when you're casting your ballot, the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you're registered to vote. The voter registration deadline in Georgia is coming up very soon, or maybe it, it will have already passed by the time that you're listening to this. Uh, it's on Tuesday, November, uh, Tuesday, October 11th, excuse me. Uh, and it's easy to register to vote. You can actually do it online. Uh, you can go to API Vote's website at www.apiavote.org slash register. Or you can text AAPI, that is the letter A, the letter A, the letter P, the letter I, to 788683. Uh, And that's going to help you register to vote. And you can start the process on your phone. Once you register to vote, you can check your voter registration status at www.m, that's like Mike, V, like Victor, T, dot S. SOS.GA.GOV. That's MVP.SOS.GA.GOV. And remember that you might have to update your voter registration status if you've moved or if your name has changed. 
So in-person early voting in Georgia begins on Monday, October 17th, and it goes until Friday, November 4th. And then finally, you can request an absentee ballot so you can vote by mail. So if you don't want to you know, be around a whole lot of people in an early vote line or on election day, you can also vote uh, from the comfort of your own home by voting absentee. Uh, more information is available on that on API Vote's website. Again, that's www.apivote.org. And if you choose to vote on Election Day, November 8th, polls are generally open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And make sure that you bring a valid form of photo ID when you go vote. If you need language assistance at the polling place, if you don't feel comfortable speaking English, uh, and you need some help casting your ballot, you are entitled to bring an interpreter of your choice, someone to help you out, as long as that person isn't your employer or your union representative. Kung kailangan nyo po ng tulong pag nagbobot, pwede sumamang interpreter sa inyo. Hindi lang pwede yung employer nyo o yung union representative. If you ever have any questions about voting, or if you have any issues at the polling place, you can call API Vote's Multilingual Voter Protection Hotline at 1-888-API-VOTE. That is 1-888-274-8683. And assistance is available in Tagalog, uh, among other languages as well. So if you call that line, you might be talking to me in Tagalog. <laughs> That's great. That's a lot of information, Raymond, that I, we are so thankful and um you know, after this, uh, of course, we're going to blast it all out and hopefully all the Filipinos will um, keep listening and take notes. Um, and we really, really appreciate the information. Now, um, my, my second to the last question is that um, <coughs> I understand that your organization conducts uh, a biannual Asian American voter survey and that data that you gather is this aggregated to specific e ethnic groups. Do you have any findings for the Filipino-American community in particular? We do, uh, and I'm really glad you asked that because uh, API Vote is very proud of our biannual Asian-American voter survey. Uh, it is the only survey of its kind. Uh, it's a pre-election survey. Uh, it goes out to voters all across the country uh, in the summertime uh, during an election year, and we ask people about, you know, their political preferences, their policy preferences, and so many other questions uh, about things that inform their decisions when they're uh, when they're casting their ballot at the polling place. So when when we say that data is disaggregated, as you mentioned, Peter Jane, this means that this data is actually specific for different ethnic communities. So we have data on the Korean-American community, the Chinese-American community, Indian-Americans, um, and also the Filipino-American community. So I'm really glad you asked, um, and I'm happy to share some findings here. So based on our research, Filipino-Americans tend to lean more Democrat. Uh, they are uh, about 44% of Filipino-Americans across the country would consider themselves to be Democrat versus 25% of Filipino-Americans who would consider themselves Republican. And at the same time, about 29% say that they are independent. Uh, when it comes to contact from either political party, that is, has, has, has the Democratic Party or has the Republican Party contacted 
a particular voter to, you know, encourage them to vote or talk to them about the issues that are important to them. 52% of Filipino Americans report that they have not received any contact from the Democratic Party, and 57% have reported that they've received no contact from the Republican Party. So as you can see here, more than one out of every two Filipino-American voters are not being contacted by either political party. And uh, honestly, I, I think the loss is on them because we are a growing community. Uh, we are powerful, and uh, it is in their best interest to talk to us and to, to hear from us directly about what issues are important to us. And yes. speaking of issues, um, the most important issues for Filipino Americans, according to our research, uh, is health care. Right. 89% of Filipino Americans around the country say that health care is uh, at least very important uh, to them when they're making their decisions at the ballot box. Uh, we also have jobs in the economy. Uh, 89% of Filipino Americans say jobs in the economy is at least very important. Education, about 90%. Uh, crime, about 91%. Uh, and immigration, about 82% of Filipino Americans say that that is an important issue. And then my last two data points here that I want to share, Tisa uh, James. So uh, we also surveyed Asian Americans on whether uh, public school curriculum should include lessons on Asian American history and the histories of other non-white groups. And 70% of, of Filipino Americans would agree that uh, that there should be some kind of Asian American history uh, in public school curriculum. That is and very important. Exactly, yeah, because we, we need to make sure that, that people are educated about the experiences of, of uh, other folks here in the United States. And the last thing that I want to share, um, you know, anti-Asian hate uh, has been on the top of everyone's minds over the last couple of years, especially... Uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic. So according to our research, 69% of Filipino Americans worry, at least sometimes, about experiencing hate crimes, harassment, and discrimination. So, you know, when, when we, Lisa Jane, when we make that conscious decision to go vote at the ballot box, we are voting on these issues. We're voting on our health care, our jobs, our pocketbooks, the education of our children, crime. Uh, immigration, public school curriculum, uh, and also the ability to live our lives in safety and security uh, without fearing being the victim of a hate crime or harassment or discrimination. Thank you so much, Raymond. That is, uh, like I said, I, I, I am overwhelmed with all the information, but it's all going all gonna to be very helpful, and I hope that Filipinos really take it to heart and my last question before I let you go is um, how can our listeners help? As you have laid out, voting is clearly important and it's important to, for everyone to get involved. And if we have any listeners who are there out there interested in helping your efforts, where would you direct them to? Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate you for asking that because we definitely need all the help that we can get uh, to turn out as many uh, Asian-American and Filipino-American voters uh, this year. We, we only have just a few short weeks left until Election Day, and we want to make sure that we're turning out as many people as possible. So as far as where I would direct folks who are interested in supporting 
uh, these kinds of efforts, we would absolutely love uh, for our listeners today to connect with local organizations on the ground in Georgia who are doing amazing work to get out the vote in our community. You know, as much as I would love for people to come and work with us at API Vote and volunteer with us here at API Vote, there are groups on the ground who are doing this, uh, who are doing this well, and who can do this a lot better, you know, than, than we can as a national organization. Uh, so two groups, two organizations in particular that I want to highlight are uh, my former organization, Asian Americans Advancing Justice Atlanta, and the Center for Pan-Asian Community Services. Uh, many of you might know them as CPAC. And I believe CPAC has actually uh, been a topic of discussion on this show uh, just a couple of uh, weeks ago. Yes. Um, but um, there are folks at CPAC who are committed to this work. Uh, despite everything going on at the organization, uh, the work doesn't stop. And, and they are on the ground every single day making sure that our voices are heard. Uh, so you can reach Advancing Justice Atlanta at 404 585 8446, and you can reach CPAC at 770-936-0969. So if you're interested in supporting or in perhaps volunteering with either of these organizations, uh, you know, call them and ask about volunteer opportunities. I know that they are on the ground knocking on doors. They're calling voters. uh, They are staffing a hotline so that people have a place that they can call if they have questions about voting. So there's plenty of things to do. And then, you know, if you really do want to work with API Vote uh, and support the efforts that we are organizing, uh, we would love to have you. We are looking for volunteers to help us call Asian American and Pacific Islander voters across the country. Uh, So if, you know, you're more interested in in helping make calls uh, to voters in Pennsylvania or Texas uh, or Nevada or Arizona, you know, give us a call at API Vote. Uh, we're also help. Uh, we also we're also looking for people to help us manage our multilingual voter protection hotline, the one that I mentioned earlier. Um, if you're interested in volunteering with us at API Vote, you can call us at 202-223-9170, or even better, uh, if you have the ability to use email, you can shoot me an email directly at Field that's like a like a rice field. Field at apiavote.org. Field at apiavote.org. And then the last thing I'll mention, Tita uh, Jane. I know I've talked for a lot uh, in this episode, but the last thing I'll mention is if folks don't have time to volunteer, um, if they don't have the energy to volunteer, if they'd rather leave the volunteering to someone else. We always welcome, uh, you know, donations or contributions from people. Uh, we have to pay the rent. We have to pay our electricity bills as an organization. We have to pay our staff members' salaries. So if you're interested in making a donation to our cause, uh, you can visit our website at www.atiavote.org. Well, thank you so much, Raymond. Like I said, it, that's a lot of information and uh, our time in Usapang Pino is just not enough to listen to you because there's a lot of information we can get from you. But uh, I hope you come to Atlanta pretty soon so we can uh, see each other in person. 
Um, yes, 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 I will be there soon. That would be great. Please let us know. So with that said, I will let you uh, go. And maraming, maraming, maraming salamat from the Filipino community in Georgia and, of course, the whole nation for all the work that you do. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Tito Jane. All right. See you soon. Welcome back, mga kababayan. Ako po ay nagpapasalamat sa ating guest na si Raymond Partolan, isa sa mga Pinoy na patuloy na nagsisikap upang ang lahat ng Pilipino dito sa, dito sa Amerika ay bumoto. Katulad ng sabi niya, kailangan po nilang marinig ang ating mga opinion at ating mga boses. So, bago po ako magpaalam, gusto ko pong i-share sa inyo ang some of inspiring quotes. And I would like to revisit what we said in the past in connection with this month's theme, which is Filipino-American Historical Month, History Month, and the upcoming elections. Number one, re- let's remember the three C's. Choices, changes, and changes. I'm sorry. It's choices, chances, and changes. You must make a choice to take a chance or your life will never change. And that's because if you keep doing the same thing, don't expect a different result. Number two, our ultimate freedom is the right and power to decide how anybody or anything outside ourselves will affect us. And that's by Stephen Covey. And ang pangatlo, you can't lead the people if you don't love the people. You can't sa- save the people if you don't serve the people. So yun po, service is the key. Panahon na po para magpaalam, ba- pero bago po ang lahat, pangkilikin po ang usapang PinoyGA at gmail.com. Sa ating pong susunod na kabanata, we'll be honoring our Philippine vets. As mentioned earlier, 260,000 Filipinos answered the call of duty uh, in World War II. We will talk about what they did and where they are now. Abangan po. Sige po, hanggang sa, puli, hanggang sa muli, paalam muna sa ngayon. Bari, bari.